Every business comes to life through its service experience. Your business success depends on whether your customers are loyal to you. That's where real value and profit is created. Great companies ubiquitously have great customer experiences. A thin red line divides those that invest and consistently deliver what their customers need and those that fail and get disrupted. In competitive and challenging times, leaders need to double down on their customer experience. Learn and grow the value you create. Grow your success. Be on the right side of that thin red line. This is the CX Guru with your host, Eric McCroskey, a globally recognized ops and customer experience guru, public speaker, and author. Your business success story begins now. Hi, and welcome to the CX Guru. I'm your host, Eric McCroskey, and today we're very excited to have with me Elizabeth McCumber. Uh, Elizabeth, I'd love to welcome you to the show. I'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself and some of your background that got you in customer experience, your journey that got you here. Yeah, absolutely. First off, I want to say thank you for having me. Very excited to be here in the chat. And uh, to give some more background, I started off in a SaaS company. Did a lot of mm-hmm. different projects there in marketing. And then I moved to a digital agency, first in a client-facing role and then for the agency itself. And my career has been all about communication, verbal, written, all different kinds of formats, but always about communication. And along this path, I realized that also my biggest gripes, whether I was helping a brand or I was talking or I was a customer myself, was when the communication felt off. It felt stilted. And I think we've all had that experience where your expectations didn't exactly get met. (laughs) And so now I'm focused on how do I deliver a a squirm-free experience, as I call it, where you don't cringe, you don't roll your eyes, you know, it's just enjoyable and it truly reflects the brand itself. So not like that used car salesperson, that that, that caricature of the used car salesperson, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So share me a little bit more about what kind of you, you talked about in terms of SCORMI. Uh, mm-hmm. You mentioned when we talked before about shady marketing techniques. Um, mm-hmm. Can you share some examples of what that looks like or, or even that impersonal experience that, that people may experience with a brand that, that doesn't help with a customer experience? Yeah, absolutely. Anytime someone has thanked me for my inquiry, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I, I understand what inquiry <laughs> is, but that you don't need to say that. Or um, I'll be happy to assist you in your problem. You know, those sort of things you'll see on like bad online support or with a chat right. bot. So chat bots are a great example because they can be really useful and they can be very helpful to the customer. They can also be totally unnatural and like I say, stilted and feel kind of weird. And then by the time you do get to a person, your experience is already off. And then when you get to talk to that person, they don't feel empowered to really be a good reflection of your brand either. Right. Absolutely. I, and I think that's this really good comment in terms of a lot of the experiences you're seeing in the digital space now. Um, a lot of it feel very personal. The chatbot that you talked about, uh, yeah. I, I can share my experiences where I'm just like, get me out of this, <laughs> this spot and yeah. send me to a real person, even if Please. it's probably AI related, mm-hmm. because it's, it's, you're, you're, I'm asking something and you're answering something completely unrelated. And then I get somebody yeah. else who's like mechanical responses, like I said, that, that just totally. don't. Don't make sense. Somebody copied it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So why is it so important to be more personal in terms of that mm. interaction, that communication? Absolutely. So a big pillar of the customer experience is the relationship, right? And building that relationship. 
And when you are doing that, it's through people, right? It's not mm-hmm. just like the brand itself. No, it's, it's person to person. And so you have to be able to really empower your team to build that relationship for you. Uh, one of the best, worst pieces of advice that I see is to be human. And I love that. And then, yes, you want to have the personal touch and you want to be able to have that relationship. But whoever says be human. I mean, that is just, right? I, I, I would, that makes me think of if I were an alien and I just landed here and I'm trying to blend in, I would say to myself, be human, be human, be human, <laughs> right? So you're starting right. from the very beginning. You're not personal. And how do you ever expect people to really build that personal relationship for you or on your behalf? Right. And I think that's a great way of putting it. And so many times even um, it, 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 I've seen where rules, procedures, or even collateral that's there to support agents makes it so impersonal. I I remember once I was talking to this agent who uh, put a customer on hold for 25 minutes while she was key punching things in the system. Mm, And and I asked her like, why are we doing this? And and Mm -hmm. she she clearly said, oh, no, no, I have to do it. Otherwise, I'll get penalized because I'm doing this after call work on something, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I said, would you do this to your mom? Assuming you oh. like your mom. She says, no way I would ever do this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so why is the company asking a team member to do that mm-hmm. to, to a customer? Makes it impersonal, useless, but you're, you're much more obviously in terms of how you have that rapport. So excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, can, you, can you maybe share some ideas around um, how, how, to, how to craft a story that becomes more personal, how to craft mm-hmm. conversations that are more per- personal and have that impact w- with the brand. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite solutions for this is building a really strong brand narrative. And what that is, is really just a playbook on how you as a brand talk and communicate. And it should be very simple, but it should also employ, excuse me, empower everyone on your team to really talk like you and also talk like themselves. So the pieces of this always change, but some of them that you will always have are um, a really clear brand voice definition. And okay. so those are the, the adjectives that describe your brand. For example, uh, Nike might be bold or Jack in the Box might be irreverent. These are the adjectives that are really making you, you. Um, you also need to have some terminology, uh, especially if it's unique, which can be really great or not. It depends on who you are and what you want. But uh, for example, with Disney, if you're talking to people and you want to refer to yourself as a cast member, well, you need to make sure that everybody on your team knows that cast member is the term that we want to have. Um, right. So having those sort of uh, different specific words really clear to everyone so that they know how to replicate that. Um, and it's really important that you have anything that helps people, again, communicate more easily. This isn't supposed to be a guidebook that is super structured in a way that is restricting, but really empowers them to know what to say. Um, so you might mm-hmm. include things that you would never say, for example. Um we never want to call people users. We always want to call them customers <laughs> or clients. People hate the word yes. user. Yeah, I love, I mean, yes. that's an easy one. <laughs> but some people do. You know, and you think, right. oh, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> so like I say, the pieces change, but building that strong brand narrative overall will really, again, empower your team. That, that's excellent. And how, how do you make that real that, that somebody can take mm-hmm. it? Because I remember mm-hmm. I was working with one brand and, and they had, this was an airline and one of their, their brand narrative, one of the words was free. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so what do I do with free? Yeah. Uh, I, if I'm a team member and I'm trying to 
to represent what free means. Mm -hmm. And this was a more conservative airline. So it didn't mean just fly down the aisle and like <laughs> start screaming or yeah. throw like toilet paper, like the Southwest would do mm -hmm. down the aisle and turn it turn into games. So people didn't know what to do. So do you have some yeah. guidance in terms of what that might look like? Yeah, definitely. So the first thing is that your brand voice, that definition has to be something that people can do themselves. Like you say, if you can't think of a way to, to be free, I mean, how would that work? Right. Um, another one that, that trips people up is to be witty or, or clever, mm. things like that. That's great. But if your team isn't or cannot really embody that, which is okay, not everyone can be witty at the drop of a hat, then that probably isn't the best for your brand voice. Doesn't mean that you can't be at some point in some other, you know, in some other area, but that might not be the best thing for your brand voice. And, and what have you seen work in terms of translating those concepts that often come out of marketing mm -hmm. into um, how a frontline team member will operationalize it and start thinking about what does that really mean day in and day out? Mm, yeah, I think that starting with a lot of clarity is, is really helpful, including what you are and also what you're not. So like we're talking about with the, the different words, um, if you're clever, but you're not snarky. I think that a lot of times when the words are left too vague or this brand narrative is left too vague, that's when it, it's really hard to put into practice. And another important distinction here is that your voice isn't the same as your tone. So okay. your voice always stays the same. That's your personality. That's who you are. But your tone does change based off the situation. So, for example, if you're giving a toast, it really matters if you're at a wedding or a funeral, right? Right. You, you need Absolutely. to change. <laughs> yeah. and, and in the same way, if a customer is unhappy or there's a complaint, you need to treat that differently. And mm -hmm. you can always be irreverent, but that's maybe not the time that you want to use your humor, right? You, you need to adjust that tone as you go. And being very clear in that brand narrative that that's the case is really, again, helpful for everyone who has to carry that out. Yeah. I, I remember a couple of weeks back or probably a couple of months back, I had a I guess who had been key uh, for the turnaround transformation at both Hawaiian Airlines and um, also at WestJet in Canada. Mm -hmm. And the the pieces he he related, he didn't use the terms you're talking about, but it kind of brings a lot of linkages. Mm -hmm. So at Hawaiian Airlines, it was a lot about how do you create the I think they call it the aloha spirit. And and so they were very good at kind of explaining what that looks like, how it feels. Uh, and and making it very unique so that people knew this was not American Airlines or Delta or United. This yeah. was, you were going on vacation to Hawaii and he would define what that would look like even in terms of if somebody's not happy, they're going to their honeymoon as an example and the flight got canceled. Mm -hmm. um, what giving options and, and how you do this with an alo uh, aloha spirit. And on the WestJet side, he talked about how they went from essentially being the Southwest of Canada to, to trying to get into more mainstream a premium mm -hmm. traveler. So that meant mm -hmm. a change in terms of less humor um, in what that looks like. And so it was like a lot of it was reinforcing. So it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about right now and then being crisp. So people understand that mm -hmm. now I don't throw the toilet paper down the aisle. <laughs> I don't crack jokes as, many, as, yeah. as much because I'm trying to attract business travelers mm -hmm. and, and they may have a different expectation in terms of what that looks like. Yeah, definitely. And you can't be all things to all people, right? So you have Absolutely. to, you have to make those distinctions. Absolutely. Uh, so any, any guidance in terms of how an organization would go about building that brand narrative and, and how would they go about starting out in this mm -hmm. space? 
Yeah, absolutely. The first thing is to make sure that all of your stakeholders are there when you're having these discussions. That's Mm -hmm. a a problem I've seen is that when everyone's not the table that needs to be there, you can do as much work as you want. But at the end of the day, you know, someone's gonna have an opinion, then come back and the CEO doesn't like it. And you got to change things. So you have to make sure that everybody is who needs to be there is there. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also that you're really taking the time to, to reflect on what makes you unique. And actually asking a lot of questions of a lot of people, a lot of people who are involved more on the front lines than you are. So it's important to have that balance, I think, between having your leadership and also ensuring if you want to be personal and what are the the people really saying and what are they really asking? How do they actually word things? Interesting. And so how how would that then translate into a communication medium? How do we then transpose it and make it real so that your communication becomes more consistent uh, in terms of tone and language, how, how have you had success with that? I see success with this when you're able to create a set of guidelines that is both structured and flexible and has a lot of examples that you're able to give people the tools to see how it works and why it works and not just what to say. So the very canned responses aren't helpful. We talked about having the terms that are there, but they don't have to be said in the exact same way. It's really about the meaning behind them. So an example that comes to mind is Zappos and wow. Mm, Uh, That's a great one where, I mean, maybe people want to wow people now because of Zappos, but before that, Wow was not the the idea or the word that you would think of, um, mm-hmm. but we all know what it means to to deliver wow. But it doesn't mean uh, a certain specific response or only one response. Sure, yeah, and, and that makes sense. And I like where you're going as well in terms of you want to create and create some degree of freedom, flexibility, because anything that's scripted feels scripted. If you've been in a in a scripted conversation, as much as you try to inject humor and, and things mm-hmm. into that script it feels very boxed and and unnatural mm-hmm. um so it's it's more about kind of what's the tone what are the themes we'd like to go through um if, if you're for example troubleshooting on a telco i remember then there may be some steps you need to go through but you should mm-hmm. be able to recognize that certain steps maybe don't make sense yeah. but the tone the approach needs to be consistent but that that's a lot of mm-hmm. A lot that you're asking for a team member <laughs> on the front line to say, okay, how, how do I show up? But it, it is the magic of a brand. And I think what you shared about from a, from a Zappos standpoint, really, truly demonstrate kind of that, that, mm-hmm. that linkage because Zappos has done that consistently very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is especially relevant right now when we're in a really unique time in the world. And mm-hmm. especially that tone might need to be adjusted. There are a lot of struggles and there are a lot of challenges right now. And you can't be quirky and cute all the time. And you shouldn't expect that, I think, as well. I, I think that's a really important point because I, I, I definitely saw this, if you think about the start of the COVID-19 mm-hmm. pandemic, is, is you saw some brands responding incredibly well mm-hmm. uh, from a tone standpoint and others that were very tone deaf in terms of it's like nothing had changed mm-hmm. because their, their methods and procedure hadn't hadn't been adapted yeah. uh, to it. And and you bring another point is it's also an ever changing world. Like a, mm-hmm. at, at first there was some fear that came in, then people lost jobs, um, and now you've got a lot of people that are unemployed and and mm-hmm. at this stage unemployed for a significant period of time. And, and so showing that empathy is is probably really key if you're if you're most brands that's going to be key. And, and yet mm-hmm. in a lot of the transactions I've had, 
Um, very little reference to it. I, actually, I just mm -hmm. yesterday was on a call with Google and, and it was interesting because it, it, it kind of shocked me because it was probably the first time where somebody had, had added something in the conversation as simple as say, mm -hmm. hey, say healthy, look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that simple addition of the stay healthy suddenly, it made me think saying, how many other interactions I've had it's as if nothing's happened. Yeah. And it's yeah. a tiny little tweak that made it so much more personal. And I realized after the call saying, wow, that that those few words that didn't feel scripted mm -hmm. felt like they actually understood the connection. And it was simple, right? They didn't make a, a big piece. So even that adaptability is key. And I would say, even in this stage, you're, you're, most businesses are, are having to define who they are in a different way. So, so that becomes really key. Yeah, absolutely. And I had the experience uh, several weeks ago now where I was calling into a, my credit card company and, oh, how are you? And I, oh, I'm great. <laughs> and I asked back, how are you? And you could just tell poor Tim, you know, out there in the world was not having a good day, but he had to say, right. I'm wonderful. Thanks for asking. And <laughs> God, I just felt terrible of this poor guy. Clearly, I mean, understandably, things are not going great in his life. And I'm like, oh, what do I say to poor Tim? Uh, you know, so you want to, again, uh, you know, match that tone and give that, that flexibility to to be human. Oh, you know, or to be professional. <laughs> As opposed to being alien. <laughs> yes, exactly. Excellent. Uh, any other pointers for, for leaders, for organizations mm -hmm. that are that are looking for ways to differentiate from a, from a customer experience standpoint. I think uh, you brought some really good points around the importance of really thinking through what your brand narrative is, mm -hmm. translating in that how people show up consistently. Mm -hmm. and so many organizations don't even do this or, or don't do it well. Yeah. So then you're getting this disjointing experience. I spoke to Tim and I got this experience and I mm -hmm. spoke to Mary and it was a totally different experience and, and I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I remember there's, there's, some, there's a guest I had um, just a, a last last week, uh, and he was he was talking about the importance of trust and mm. those clues that you have, and the importance of how each clue de demonstrates who you are <laughs> as a brand, right? Yeah. And, and this is essentially those clues of today you're friendly, tomorrow you're unfriendly, or today you're friendly and tomorrow you're very like formal in terms of your mm -hmm. approach. And and so what his point was essentially those little clues creates distrust with a brand and especially mm -hmm. in the service industry, it's all about trust. Yeah, absolutely. I think going back to you can't be all things and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And to remember to keep it simple and keep it clear and to not yeah. overcomplicate things. I think that happens a lot when brands are trying to tell their story. They want to tell so much of it or they want to show all sides of it. And it's okay to just keep it simple. Love it. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for, for joining me today. And yeah. uh, if somebody has more questions, more more insights uh, that they'd like to get from you, I know you speak at conferences and any, what's the best way for them to, to connect with you? Yeah, you can find me at elizabethmccumber.com and hello at elizabethmccumber.com. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Like what we do? Share this on your socials and tell everyone. Thank you for listening to the CX Guru on C-Suite Radio. Increase the value you create. Grow your brand. Drive your success. Distinguish yourself from the pack. Come back in two weeks for the next episode. Or listen to our sister show, The Ops Guru, with Eric McCroskey. Fuel your future. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.